Fred Durst? He's like Iggy. Oh, I, I, you, you are sorely mistaken. I, I, I Play something from uh, $3 Bill, y'all. What is that? That's the, uh, the landmark Limp Biscuit album. Uh, Limp Biscuit? Oh, my God. I mean, they, they... Wait, you don't agree that those are the most crucial grooves you've heard since Funkadelic? Uh, what, Limp Biscuit grooves? Yeah, absolutely. It's I like know. the ultimate cross between between Funkadelic and Rob Tyner. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree at all. Oh, y- you do not deserve a radio show. CITR 101.9 FM, your crucial groove station. It's just a lot of BS. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to radio station EXP. Tonight we are featuring an interview with a very peculiar looking gentleman who goes by the name of Mr. Paul Caruso on the dodgy subject of are there or are there not flying saucers or UFOs. Uh, please Mr. Caruso, could you give us your regarded opinion on this nonsense about spaceships and even space people? Thank you. As you all know, you just can't believe everything you see in here, can you? Now, if you will excuse me, I must be on my way. I don't believe it. Thank you. 
You're listening to Stereoscopic Readout, your source for psychedelic music, garage rock, freak beat, acid punk, progressive rock, and other socially and musically relevant artifacts from 1965 to today, hosted by me, Darren, here on 101.9 FM, CITR in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio, as it was, is, and hopefully always will be on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, you just heard JK and Company, a uh, band I play every once in a while because it's such an awesome song, as I'm sure you'll agree, recorded here in Vancouver. Probably the greatest thing ever recorded at Robin Spurgeon's studio on Broadway, which is no longer there, so no point in looking for it. Uh, started the show off, obviously, with Jimi Hendrix and EXP, the track which began his second 1967 release Axis Bold as Love and wedged in the middle was New York City's own United States of America and as I always say a very obvious influence on the Coventry band broadcast but they're current so keeping that USA um, and Joe Boyd in the field hippies sound alive actually speaking of broadcast I was very Surprised to hear them pop up in the soundtrack to Lynn Ramsey's film from 2002, Morvern Caller. Um, I'm still thinking about that film. Uh, it's kind of under my skin in a way. Uh, it's not the greatest film I've ever seen, but it raises a lot of questions. So that that observation is actually apropos of absolutely nothing, but uh, it kind of segues into... My introduction for the feature for the uh, later on in today's show, I'm going to try a little something a little bit different and do a film score as the album side feature, and it's part of a project I've been working on, but I will explain that later. Here in the meantime are the Yardbirds. <laughs>
Getting dark, eating the heat There's an eye in the sky melting your feet You see a chick who starts to make the petals and flowers She starts to joke and then provoke the dance of the hours It's all down to a midsummer night scene It's all down to a six-experience dream Every Thursday from 10 till noon, join me, your host, Charles Burnham, for Sweet and Hot, a celebration of the 78 RPM record, the three-minute masterpiece, and the golden age of North American songwriting. Hot jazz, swing, and popular music from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. That's every Thursday from 10 till noon here on CITR 101.9 FM. Folks, uh, the, the Muppet Show is proud to present our very special guest, um, Weezer!
CITR 101.9 FM and Live Nation are proud to introduce Weezer. With special guests, Angels and Airwaves, and Canada's own Tokyo Police Club. Friday, October 10th, at General Motors Place. This is Weezer's first tour in three years. Drummer Pat Wilson announced, if you want to rock, you know where to find us. Don't miss Weezer with special guests, Angels and Airwaves, and Tokyo Police Club at General Motors Place on October 10th. Tickets on sale now. Some red Crayola there for you. Uh, from their first album, uh, Parable of Arable Land, and featuring none other than Rocky Erickson of the 13th Floor Elevators on harmonica <clears throat> on that track, which was Transparent Radiation, started that set with the Yardbirds. From their final album, Glimpses, um, as reissued by EMI with extra tracks on it. You do... In fact, get some. Uh, you get some of their last singles. You do get good the U.S. and U.K. versions of "Good Night, Sweet Josephine," and the B-side "Think About It," which was the prototype for the sound for Led Zeppelin that Jimmy Page would go on to 
Um, and then some live stuff, BBC sessions, etc., including a version of Dazed and Confused. Followed that with Pinocchio and his puppets. I don't know where they're from. I would tell you if I knew. Uh, that's from a Psychedelic Unknowns Volume 11, which is... Um, it's. I think it, it may be a new release. I'm not entirely sure about that, but it's pretty good. It's one of the better psych compilations I've got in my collection. Uh, that track was Fusion. Uh, followed them with Kaleidoscope, the British one, and their, I think it was their debut single, Flight from Asia. And I wasn't aware at the time when I first heard it, but apparently it's, well, I, I was going through... I think it was like the MCC thrift shop or something on Fraser. And it's actually based on a book. Um, it could be a true story. I'm not sure. I'd have to look into that. But uh, I didn't pick the book up because it looked like some trashy 60s novel. But uh, listen to it. It does quite sort of outline the story of an airliner crash of some description. Uh, after that, you heard Svensk, which was... So like like a lot of like a lot of the psych bands in Britain at the time started off as a freak beat act and kind of very readily slipped into the psychedelic idiom. You heard Dream Magazine, followed by John's Children, featuring dope Mark Bolin. There we go, Mark Bolin, Latterly of T Rex. That was his first band, and you can hear his. Uh, rather high-pitched backing vocals at the end of the song. Uh, Mid- Midsummer Night's Scene was their second single after the um, infamous Desdemona single, which was banned by... Well, Desdemona was banned by the BBC, as was their entire first album, Orgasm, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and, of course, the last thing you heard there was the Red Crayola. Now, getting on to the album side feature, which I promised you earlier... I've been thinking that it might be interesting to do a soundtrack sh- uh, show dedicated to soundtracks of relevant 60s movies. Certainly stuff like Wonderwall or Psych Out or the film which I'm about to play for you, or the soundtrack of which I'm about to play for you, uh, side one anyway, more. Moore was a, uh, it was Barbe Schroeder's first film, Barbe Schroeder, um, a French director who'd go on to, uh, I'm not familiar with exactly what he's directed. Let's take a look here. Oh, he directed Barfly. Cool. Um, Directed many, many films over his... Uh, wait a sec, no, he didn't. Anyway, I'm digressing. It was Barbe Schroeder's directorial debut in 1969. The film stars Mimsy Farmer and Klaus Grunberg. And the synopsis of the plot is Klaus, a German film student, hitchhikes to Paris where he meets... Or, Ste- Stefan, or Klaus playing the character of Stefan, who hitchhikes to Paris meets up with one Estelle Miller, played by Mimsy Farmer. And essentially they decamp to the island of Ibiza off the coast of Spain where they do a whole lot of drugs. And that's pretty much how the movie progresses. It's I, I just finished watching it this week. It's, it's not an easy film to watch, mainly because it is so tedious. Um, 
Yeah, I had it, it took me three attempts to get through it, and it's just a very tedious movie. Uh, it's not exactly the best movie, but it's sort of the it's the sort of thing which would have been popular in the '60s, I think, mainly because it does deal with heavy drug addiction and other hippie issues. Uh, Ibiza basically being a, a sort of a counterculture travel destination long before the whole uh, rave scene sort of moved there uh, in the late '80s. But in this movie, the soundtrack was composed entirely by Pink Floyd. And I think another downside of the film is the fact that it's the music is not used very effectively. A lot of the time, the music is just sort of like the song would be faded in just in the middle of the song, depending on what the, uh, the context of the scene is. Um, some of their songs are... Included in the soundtrack in the sort of, um, shall we say, context of what's on in the background during a party sequence. But they did leave us some excellent, excellent music. And you're going to hear side one of the soundtrack album from Moore, composed by Pink Floyd. And, um, you know, a little bit more when we come back.
lines converging where you stand They must have moved the picture plane The leaves are heavy around your feet You hear the thunder of the train Suddenly it strikes you that they're moving into range And Doctor Strange is always changing
side one of Pink Floyd's soundtrack to the movie More, released in 1969 there for you. <clears throat> On Stereoscopic Readout, um, 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio. We still have about 25 minutes left of the show, and at which point Bleak takes over with Exquisite Corpse, um, and Ben Lai is in at 9, as he always is, with Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell. So that concludes our album side feature for this week. Um, the music composed for the film More by Pink Floyd. Um, you heard from the top, you heard Cirrus Minor. And the Nile song, the crying song, Up the Khyber, Green is the Color, Cymbeline, and Party Sequence. Um, side one being pretty heavy on Roger Waters' compositions, although Up the Khyber is credited to Nick Mason and Rick Wright, and Party Sequence credited to all four members of uh, Pink Floyd at that time, which included Dave Gilmore on lead guitar. Yeah, as I said, um, more is, it's not the greatest film I've ever, it's, it's pretty tedious. Uh, the beginning in Paris is, you know, interesting because you're seeing where this movie goes, but then once they get to Ibiza and it's just nothing but long shots of, uh, sunsets and people doing heroin, um, and that's pretty much it. There is, however, uh, a really good hippie aesthetic in the movie. It is worthwhile to see if you're interested in um, the fashions of the era. But uh, eh, not the best film I've ever seen. Barbe Schroeder would go on to direct, I guess, some arguably better films, but whether you would think they were good films or not is a matter of conjecture, although he did direct Barfly. Um in the late 80s, and he followed that up with reversal of such films as Reversal of Fortune and Single White Female. And he also had an acting cameo playing the mechanic in the Luftwaffe Motors segment of the um, Wes Anderson film Darjeeling Limited, which was released last year. Mimsy Farmer would go on to stay or remain in Europe for the remainder of her career uh, doing a lot of films in France and Italy uh, but I think pretty much the only film film of note she did in the United States prior to more was uh, she had a part in Riot on Sunset Strip which is actually another film I should probably be looking into for a uh, a filmography of the 60s sort of special Klaus Grunberg Obviously, has uh, been re been acting quite steadily up to today, uh, but pretty much uh, exclusively in German productions for film and TV. And there you have it. That concludes our album side feature for today. Um, so, without further ado, we're going to carry on with some a vintage, actually vintage, Northwest sound for you. This is the surprise package. Yeah. 
And when our war is finally over And when we finally show the way There'll be no yesterday for you and me And there will only be today And we'll fly Some very early, or sorry, uh, some second division San Francisco sound there for you. Um, Kensington Forest. We had a regional hit with that song, Bells, in 1967. Uh, But obviously not a band that you will see, whose name you'll see on any of the Avalon Ballroom or Fillmore Auditorium posters from that period. But... um, an important artifact nonetheless got that from garagehangover.com which is always worth a look and is quite frequently updated Uh, updated a lot more frequently than a lot of sites you'll find including the blog on this show's myspace page if you look up stereoscopic readout on myspace i've got a page for the site uh but i have not updated the playlist blog in quite some time so very delinquent on that. Um, started that off with surprise package from uh, the Seattle-Tacoma area from 1967 and out of my mind followed that with one of probably the billion bands from around the world called The Plague. Uh, there, were defi- there was definitely one from the prairies in Canada, but that was not them. Uh, track their Face of Time. Followed that with The Craig. And I Must Be Mad from Pebbles, Volume 6. Third Bardo from New York City followed that with I'm Five Years Ahead of My Time. And that's one of the uh, nuggets from the Nuggets compilation. Uh, Followed that one with Human Expression and Optical Sound. Both The Plague and Human Expression being taken from Psychedelic Disaster Whirl. And then uh, Kensington Forest, which you just heard. So, uh, almost out of time here. You're listening to Stereoscopic Readout on 101.9 FM CITR. Uh, Podcasts are available for download at www.citr.ca. Just look for the show's name in the Indie Eclectic menu. When you go to the podcast menu page, uh, Bleak is up next and... They'll have a couple of songs for you. Also from Pebbles Volume 6, this is Something Wild. I will see you next week. I got a tip. 
the hill. Take a trip. It make you holler. It make you shout. Come along with me. We're tripping now. Sweet. Can sail if seas have all dried. 